Today, my guest is a courtside mom who has 17 years experience and counting. My guest is Stacey Adams-Wright, mother of Darrell and DeLon Wright of the NBA. We have a lot to talk about, so let's get right to it. So thank you, Stacey, for joining me in today's episode. I'm so, so happy to have you with me. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell me, what's the age difference between the two of your boys? Would you believe seven years? (laughs) Seven years. I always wanted to have my second baby when Darrell was three. Things didn't work out that way. And then when I got pregnant with Delon, it was a different pregnancy. I was like, oh, this is a girl. And when it was a boy, Darrell was ecstatic. And they are seven years apart. Wow. Hmm. My boys, too. Oh, well, they're six years apart, so... (laughs) Second time is like, surprise. (laughs) So was it important for you to introduce sports into your kids' lives at an early age? Very important for my husband and um, I. um, Being in the South Los Angeles area of Los, you know, the South end of Los Angeles and with so much crime and so much going on in the city, when they got to be four and five, I didn't think that any team would take them so young, but we ran into some great coaches that took Darrell at four for basketball. And one of the parents said, could he come and play T-ball? We were like, what is (laughs) T-ball? So he started T-ball at five. And then, like I said, six, seven years later, DeLine came along and he started at like three and four because he was so aggressive and always following in Darrell's footsteps. So I thought it was super important to keep our kids focused and like some people say, oh, they don't play um, the video games and everything. And they were interrupted, say, no, we had to go to practice, tutoring or something. We didn't have a chance to play video games. You know what? That's great. Because as parents, you kept them involved and athletic, right? You know what I mean? Like me too. My kids too. I kept them. They played, yeah. um, they played, bas- they played baseball. They played t-ball, they- <laughs> hockey, um, football, and then basketball. So basketball actually came later on in the game which was fantastic. Well, that's the same for Darrell uh, and Delon. We um, put them in uh, basketball, t-ball, and also football, and they took to baseball more. So they were late bloomers for basketball. So how did they gravitate towards basketball finally? I think when they start growing like weeds, <laughs> they start growing like weeds. And um, the baseball coach, when Darrell went to high school, he said, I want to introduce you to our basketball coach coach he had just changed high schools of course he always played but not I think he was more serious about baseball than basketball he was like I'm gonna quit baseball we were like oh no you're not you're too far in baseball so he ended up playing both sports so um my kids they played a bunch of different sports too and my son Kem who now is in the NBA actually wanted nothing to do with, with basketball at such a young age <laughs> wow it's just amazing how eventually they gravitate, you know what I mean, to basketball. Correct. And being so yes. tall, right? People just automatically assume that is a sport that they're supposed to be playing. Correct. Yeah. Anyhow, with your boys, how competitive were they? Very, very. 
I think Delon is the most competitive. He would always ask Delon, Darrell, can we go in the backyard so we can play this and play that? And he'd be like, oh, I'm tired. Oh, he'd get so mad at him. But he, I think he's the more competitive one. Absolutely. It's always the youngest one, eh? <laughs> I think so. They always, you know, they push, you know, push themselves even harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as a parent, we are focused on raising our kids, ensuring they're healthy, and have a great education. It's rare that we say they're going to be professional athletes. Here you have not one, but two who go on to have amazing careers. At what point do you see Darrell's trajectory changing and realizing he may be more than just a varsity athlete? Wow. That's kind of a tricky one, but it's a fun one as well. I can remember him being in the ninth and 10th grade saying, mom, can you buy me these Jordans? And mom, can you get me this? And I'm going to pay you back. And I would say, pay me back. And he'd be like, yeah, when I get to the league. And do you know, the last time he said it, it was these Jordans that came in his suitcase. We went to about four malls trying to find his size and we finally found them. And I still have the receipt in my book. But those are some of the things that he would say, you know, um, I want this and I want that. And if you get it for me, I'll pay you back. And I say, pay me back. He say you when I get to the league. So he's always had that mindset. And I can remember that being like in the 10th grade. He was always, you know, already focused on what he wanted to do. So did you keep the receipt and give it to him when he made it to the league? Or say, where's my money have, yet? <laughs> I, I still have it. Those, those talk, they cost like $239 or something back then. And I still had that receipt. And you know, he asked me because he knew his dad would have said, oh, no, but mom, yeah, I got him. Oh, of course, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, we had some of the same struggles. I mean, my son was like 6'6 as a teenager. And in Canada, we don't have the big and tall, you know, we store. So I would always have to run across the border and go to Plattsburgh, New York, and find a big and tall store just to get him a pair of jeans that actually fit. Oh, wow. So did you have that trouble to find um, clothing like and shoes for your kids, like the proper size? For sure, shoes. And I remember him going from like a nine to an 11 in a matter of weeks. And I said, Darrell, you got to be kidding me. He was like, Mom, I really I can't fit them. And would you believe he just experienced the same thing with his son? Wow. His his feet just jump two sizes so not not too much with clothes because he was standing and kind of tall but it it was his shoes for a little while well I remember with (laughs) with Kim I I bought him a pair of shoes and it was at the time for me they were really expensive and they were Jordans Mm -hmm. and um they were stolen at his school he was in elementary school and he wore size 14 so this is grade six wow (laughs) And I remember the very next day they were stolen and I was hot and I went to the school. I'm talking to the principal and she was like, well, we'll check the children. And I'm like, yo, check the children, check your staff. Like what child check in this the school? Adults. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, check the janitor. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> check the kids. I was blue. I, was like, <laughs> and I, I believe it. it. You know what I mean? I was like, listen, every day for like three weeks, every child whose daddy came to pick them up at school, I was running across the street, checking Looking their feet. The <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, who likes Jordans? Oh who do I think will like Jordans? I was mad, mad, mad. I bet. <laughs> but 
it is what it is, right? It happens. It happens. Yeah, well, believe you me, they never made the lost and found ever. That was a one item. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, was the MBA obvi- the obvious choice or was DePaul the logical pathway in your eyes? I think that was the most stressful time ever. Tell me. He was he was in Chicago. I'm originally from Chicago too. So we were just having a ball in Chicago, supporting him in the Round Ball Classic. We went and took a, cho- a tour of DePaul, fell in love with the school. The next event that he had was the Capitol, um, the Michael Jordan Capitol um, uh, Classic. The classic, yeah. So I, we were in DC. We were in DC and I went on a... Um, a tour and my phone just started going crazy and I'm like oh my god I hope Terrell is okay so it was his AAU coach it was his baseball coach his dad everybody is calling me so when I got you know to a place where I could get on get on the phone I'm like what's going on and it was like what is going on Darrell just said he's going to commit to going to the NBA I was like what I just saw Darrell you know before I left the hotel I said and we didn't talk anything about that so I guess they had like a press conference or something with the guys after the practice and they were asking him well what do you think about going to the NBA and he was like well if I get the chance I guess I'll go that's all they needed to hear yeah so (laughs) we just were going back and forth about it for a while and after I guess he started hearing so much about the NBA and what could happen, blah, blah, blah. His dad and I started talking to him and he just sat us down and said, what if I was injured and I wouldn't be able to go? If if I get the opportunity, I think I should go for it. And I was like, DeRue, it's your life and we support you. And that there went DePaul. (laughs) (laughs) But what was your preference as mom? And did your opinion weigh in on his decision? My preference was to um, be a college parent in the stands for March Madness. And that's just what I told him. I was like, D, I won't be able to get in the stands and, you know, do all this stuff. And he just thought it was so funny. And he was like, maybe with Darrell. I mean, maybe with DeLon. Yeah. (laughs) He was already putting the pressure on DeLon. (laughs) Oh, he already said, uh, do that with DeLon. So I was was really, as a parent and um, being a stickler about education, I was really looking forward to him continuing his education in college. But like I said, it's his life and it was, you know, his choice. And I just told him I would support him no matter what. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In today's MBA, you have to go to school or be one year removed from high school. How did you prepare your son for the massive leap of a high school student to a professional NBA player? It was a very quick time for preparation after he went to high school here I don't know if you know he went to South Kent yes um, prep school in Connecticut right so that kind of gave him an extra year yeah I'm sorry as a fifth year year student correct yes yes Yes, so I would go to Connecticut and check on him you know see how he's living and everything and I think that extra year kind of like prepared him for the leap, even though we still didn't know if he was going to take the leap but I just noticed his independence and everything you know, just being away that year. I mean, the way he spoke and he had to do a lot of, um, you know, all presentations in class and all that stuff. And I would go out there and I was like, is that the real in front of the class speaking? So it's like he matured a lot. And just from us having a really tight bond, I knew he was going to be okay, you know, by taking a leap. So once he did decide to go, 
He was only 18. I would still just pop up on him and just go spend some time with him. And again, see how he's living and see how he's, you know, doing and everything. So like I said, it was a, a very fast preparation because everything just happened so fast. Of course. I mean, it comes with a lot of expectations, right? And the reality of Correct. fast, managing money, fame, and so much. And he's so young. And five hours away, he got drafted and he went to Miami. And I'm like, wow, he's so far away. But um, he knew I was a phone call away. And like I said, the popping in on him and just spending some time with him, I think it helped a lot. He made a comment to me one day saying after practice, because he wasn't playing a lot in the beginning. And he said, mom, after the games and practice, I have to go home by myself. And that just tore me apart. I said, Dee, what do you mean by yourself? He said, everybody's married or have somebody that they're living with, even though they encouraged him to get a roommate. And he did, but he was just like, it's not the same. I never thought about that. That yeah. is so true. Yeah. And then at 18, if the guys are going out, you can't go out because you're not old enough. But yet he's an NBA player. <laughs> but he's an NBA player. You imagine? <laughs> wow. I never thought of it from that perspective. They're like, see you later. <laughs> yeah. Bye. So, go to bed. But <laughs> But I, we see you tomorrow. Yeah. But his house ended up being like the fun house, you know, because he had the pool tape and everything and singles. So the guys would come and keep him company a lot and come over to his house. See, pretty smart. You have yeah. yourself a setup and then you invite the adults to you. Correct. Look so at him. Came to him. <laughs> see, he's pretty bright. Yes, it worked out. Okay. So, so mm-hmm. tell us about draft nights. Oh my god. How were they different being eleven years apart? Well, they were totally different because I knew what a draft night was when it was Delon's turn. Because when Darrell, it was his turn, he was so busy going to trial for different teams. He would call me in between flights saying, Mom, um, I'm headed here, do this, do this. And I'm like, okay. And then when he got to his second or third, I mean the second to the last, it was like, Mom, I want you to plan a draft party. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> What's a draft party? He was like, mom, get some chicken, make some of your potato salad, call some people over and uh, it's the draft party. I was like, okay. I love so, it. It's like an indoor it, tailgate it, party. <laughs> uh, indoor tailgate party. I'm like, where are we going? We had a big backyard, but I'm like, we have to get chairs. He was like, yeah, go and get some chairs. So Ray and I was running around and it was the most fun night ever. I, I realized what a draft night was because I had never watched a draft. I didn't know anything about it. Wow. So when it was the Lions' turn, uh-huh. we had all the the um, guests from Darrell's turn. So it was like double and triple for Delon. <clears throat> so we had it at a restaurant and that, that was a, a beautiful night as well. Because we had all his college friends, coaches and teammates. So it was fun. Yeah. So, But totally different. Oh, I can imagine the experience being so different. And of course. So... The NBA has evolved so much since your firstborn played in the first NBA game. What are the major differences you see after 17 years as a courtside mom? Wow. Outside of the way the guys play, it seems like the, the, the game is just so fast now to me. It seems like it's super fast. A lot of three three-point shots go up and they just seem like they're just sharp, like they're much sharper, even though they have to um, do that year in college, mm-hmm. I think, which is a good idea, you know, a good um, thing for them to mature and, you know, get some people skills and all that stuff. It just seems like it's a lot faster now. Of course. 
Okay, so speaking of college now, so the rules have changed your second time around with DeLon. How was the recruitment process and how did you support him in his commitment to Utah? Oh my goodness, DeLon was stressful because you know, he went to City College first. And I'm like, DeLon, what are you gonna do? He was like, oh mom, just chill. He used to tell me, just chill mom, I got this. And I'm like, DeLon. So before I knew it, he had um, completed his two years and got his AA degree at um, City College of San Francisco. I love the the, uh, recruitment um, process as far as Utah was concerned because they were very involved. They kept me involved really opened my eyes about some things as far as things to look out for, you know, as far as the line being a college student, because I didn't have that with the real, you know what I mean? So they really opened my eyes a lot. And at the same time, I was in college myself. So it was a fun time because we would share like what papers we were working on and different things that we had to do. And before I knew it, he was completely, you know, his two years were completed at University of Utah. Oh, that's amazing. So it, it was different, but really good. Of course. So let's talk about him now at in Utah or at Utah. This was your first time as a parent watching your child play college ball. So what was that experience like? So for exciting. You? Yeah. <laughs> so talk it about was that so experience. exciting. The Utah family was so warm and welcoming when I, you know, would go out there. Once they found out I was his mom, they would offer me, oh, don't you get a hotel the next time? You can stay at my house. We got a big house, blah, blah, blah. It, it was just an awesome, awesome time. The two years went by so fast. I was like, oh, no, I don't want them to end. And the uh, coaching staff were very warm and welcoming, especially like at the holiday time. Don't worry. We're going to have dinner at this coach's house or that coach's house. And then his last year, I got a chance to go out there, me and one of the other moms, and we cooked the dinner. And, and that was beautiful. You know, we got to kind of like pay, pay them back. Right, right. Yes. Well, at this point you had one son in the NBA and the one and one in playing NCAA ball. So Utah has a strong fan base. So tell us the difference between a college atmosphere compared to the NBA atmosphere. Oh my God, the college, you just like the whole time. I mean, all those (laughs) fans and the, the, um, the youth crew, that they call them or the band, the atmosphere was just, it, I don't even think I sat down during yeah. the game. Opposed to, you know, compared to the NBA, you kind of like laid back or whatever. Of course, it's still fun, but it, it was nothing like to me to be able to experience both. I, I mean, it's like my dream came true, even though Darrell didn't do, you know, right. his journey was a little bit different. I had still got a chance to experience the best of both worlds. So that was exciting. You know, you just said that um, um, college ball, you're like so super hype. And then when you get to the NBA, you're sitting down and it's so true. It's <laughs> reminding me when I was, when my son was playing at UNLV, mm-hmm. I don't think I sat. <laughs> the no, you're up game. the whole time. Yes, yes. I mean, the cheerleaders are on. I'm trying their moves. You know what I mean? The band's there. I had my air drums, my air trumpet, whatever they had, I had. Yeah. <laughs> And look, after the game, it felt like you played. You're like, oh, you got to yeah, take yeah. a breath. Look, I got to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, the you know, then my son goes to play um, with the magic, and I go to the game, and I sit, you know what I mean, as the mom. And <laughs> right. a couple times I was a little wild. But other than that, no, I sat. <laughs> so it's so funny. Yeah, you're just very, yeah. just very calm, right? I don't know why. So <laughs> 
Me so, either. Maybe we try not to embarrass them. I don't know. And it was too many people in college. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. For real. I didn't care. I was like, listen, this is it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Cause a lot of people didn't know when, when my son was in college, they didn't know I was his mom anyway. So it didn't matter. Oh, it, wow. It didn't really matter. I didn't care what they thought. <laughs> so what was the reason you chose a draft party instead of being at the draft? Well, um, that's what I asked them. What's the difference? Why can't we go to New York? Or why you have to have a party? And so what they explained to me that if you projected to go like the first 10 or the first five or whatever, then you get an invitation to come to, um, you know, New York yeah. or wherever the draft is being held. But Darrell said, mom, even if I was, I would want my whole family to be there to experience it with me. So they said that they, they would have declined. Delon said the same. Oh, that's amazing. And it's nice because yeah. this is a one once in a lifetime opportunity, right? So there's nothing Correct. better than having your family close to you while you experience that. Correct. Oh. So that's why they they uh, suggested the draft parties. At the draft, both of your sons went first round. Darrell went nineteenth right. to the Miami Heat, and eleven years later, in 2015, Delon went twentieth to the Toronto Raptors. You Amazing. must have felt blessed to have two children to have this opportunity. So blessed. So blessed. And it's undescribable to tell you the truth. And just to know as a parent that your child is living their best life and living their dreams is, is priceless. Yeah. And what a coincidence that your boys got drafted in numerical order. I mean, you get 19 and then 20. And, and, and then 20. <laughs> And then I had to hear it. Who's the tallest and who got first and who went <laughs> twin? I mean, they still go back and forth. It's so cute. It's so, so they still got bragging it's, rights? Oh, yes. Mom, who's the tallest? They still go back and forth on who's the tallest and <laughs> hottest. <laughs> so were you able to attend both of your son's first NBA debut games? I was not. I wasn't able to attend. Yeah. But the, the most rewarding thing about Darrell's first season in the NBA, he played on Christmas, and that, that was priceless. Yeah. To have him home for Christmas, so. Right, right. Oh. We got to see him. Yes. Oh, you're blessed, because, again, they play through the season that sometimes you don't get a chance to to spend Christmas with them, right? I mean, I never did. Correct. Because at the end of the day, I, I live in Canada, so I never was able to spend uh, Christmas with uh, with my son since actually since he was playing NCAA when he was playing UNLV I had to, actually that's only one time <laughs> I Isn't went I had to, yes I had to go to Vegas I had to go there for Christmas which to me I was not complaining so <laughs> of course not now one good thing about Darrell would you believe at least four teams that he played on they used to play on Christmas day so I always got a chance to be with Darrell on um, Christmas and his yeah. family and then even if the um Delon depending on his schedule even though he was in college he'd always join us for Christmas. Ooh, so tell me, what was Christmas dinner like with everybody together? Beautiful. And of course, I did all the cooking always, but I loved it. I just loved it. And you know, I have a daughter as well. She's the baby girl. And um, just having all three of them together, every time I get the three of them together, we have to take a bunch of pictures. And I'm like, oh, here she is with this camera again. But <laughs> once Darrell left home, I, it was hard to get all three of them together at the same time. Right, right, right. So your daughter, does she play basketball too? No, she was a cheerleader. Oh, awesome. Yeah, she was a cheerleader. And just a little pesty sister. 
<laughs> that's okay. She's doing what yeah. she's supposed to do. Good for her. So <laughs> Yes, she's a good sister, though. She's good. Aww. So tell me, what memorable moments from, what memorable, let me see, what's memorable from both <laughs> moments seeing your voice make their NBA debut? Anytime I'm at a game to me, just, I don't know, they always say, mom, whenever you come to our games, we always win. Or if they're on a losing streak, whatever, it's like, mom, when you come to the games, we always win or whatever. But just to be able to go and see them um, be a part of their little schedule, like what you have to do today, or we have to do something with the um, ticket season ticket holders, or we have to do this, or we have to do that. But one of the most Thing, one of the most important things that I enjoy is if they ask me to cook them something. Delon is a breakfast person. So when he got drafted and went to Toronto, I went to Toronto and we were going on a family team trip mm-hmm. to London. And every day I asked Delon one anything. And one day he was like, Mom, do you feel like making me breakfast? And I cooked breakfast for him every single day. That was priceless. <laughs> I jumped up, ran to the grocery store and got everything. And Darrell, um, just going to his house and asking if there's anything I could cook. And he loves um, my enchilada pie. So I do that for him when I go home. Okay. I'll go to his home. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's now talk about let's say, mental health and pro sports. We have seen big strides over the years in the awareness of athletes' mental health. So how much has this evolved in your eyes? It's evolved a lot. And um it's a conversation that I'm happy that we're able to speak about and be comfortable speaking about it. And um, where was the line? We had a, we were in Toronto, were we in Toronto? I'm so sorry, I can't remember where we were, year before last, but he was doing a basketball camp and he also incorporated a panel, um, you know, doing the two or three day weekend camp. And they spoke about mental health. And I think it's super important. And I used to always talk about having a parenting class for some of the parents here in LA because we have so many players that go into the league from California. And it's a lot of pressure for these kids to me. Just hearing people come up to me and say, you have two sons to this. They're going to do this for me and they want to do that. And just from them hearing stuff like that, to me, puts a lot of pressure on the kids. So I think addressing it as early as possible and talking about it and making people feel comfortable about what they're thinking and what do they think would happen if things didn't go the way that they want how would you deal with it and just kind of like keeping an eye on them and making sure you know that they're okay of course there's so much elements that involve in basketball that are very stressful so as parents we have to do whatever we can just to make sure that our boys or our daughters, if we have WNBA daughters, you mean that are okay. Correct. And people just think that, oh, it doesn't matter. They just have money and they're ne- everything is great. And it's not necessarily always the case, right? No, it's not the case at all. And even with me being so far from my boys now, some people say, do you talk to your boys every day? I said, I wish I could, but at least I text them or I know I can. You know what I mean? I um, like to look, you know, look them in the eye, go and visit them and sit down and talk with them and just talk, regular talk. And, you know, not just about sports and what you're going to buy or, uh, you know, just about what your plans are yeah. after this or, you know, what's your schedule like, what you're going to do for the summer. It's, it's important to engage them in that type of conversation. Absolutely. So with the trade deadline, we saw DeLon get traded to Sacramento, yes. bringing him back to his home state of California. So excited. <laughs> Have you had a chance to speak to him about it? 
I did. We spoke a couple of times um, today because yesterday when he texted me, you would not believe I was ordering two Detroit um, piston shirts because I was going to go there for his birthday and the address was in wrong. So as I'm trying to correct it, like, why did this address keep popping up? He texted me, traded to sex. So I'll hurry up and cancel that order. <laughs> You know what? This reminds me. Oh, this is, anyway, it's so funny how a lot of moms have similar stories. My son, this is NCAA. He played for Pitt first before UNLV. Okay. And we, his, um, his dad and his dad's wife and the family, we all drove down to Pittsburgh and mm-hmm. we were so excited. We got our Pittsburgh outfits and didn't Kim decide to leave right after? We were mad, mad, oh mad. I'll God. never forget. And his stepmom said, oh. We just bought expensive pajamas because we're, <laughs> we're like, we're not wearing this. You know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I hurry up and hit cancel. I was like, that was God saying this address is not going to be here this whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were like, Kev, you couldn't choose this before we bought. You know what I mean? Because we were there. We were very supportive parents. We we're going to buy everything. Of course. Everything was pit. The hat to the socks. Of course. Let me tell you, we went to bed looking nice, so it didn't matter. So <laughs> <laughs> expensive. Pajamas, but whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I got a chance to talk to him, and just I wanted to hear his voice because I I texted him. I said congratulations. Then of course I asked Darrell, "Have you talked to him?" And Darrell said, "Yeah." So this morning we talked twice about you know packing and you know uh, the transition back to California. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. I guess for him it's instantaneous. He has to get going like right away. His flight was today at six o'clock. Yeah. I mean, wow. And you look at these players when they get traded, they just have to be on the go like now. There's not even right. like, okay, you're going to trade it next week. You know what I mean? It's like, no. this is your home and you're, you got to go. You got to go. Like now. Get out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But he, he sounds pretty good. And um, I'm sure he's happy to be closer to home. And then Darrell's in the Bay Area. So. Oh, okay. That should make it kind of nice. Yeah. So regular people criticize our kids for being weak or they just try to justify everything with money they earn. But most people don't find out through social media that they've been relocated to another city. Athletes right. have to cope with all of this as if it's normal. So the mental aspect is just as important, if not greater, than the physical aspect. So what is your opinion on that? That's why I say I think it's so important that we we check on them and we dial in on them because... When I asked Delon, first I texted him. I was like, hi, Delon, congratulations. Um, yeah, I said, hi, and congrats. How are you? And he didn't reply. So that's why I was like, okay, I'll give him to this morning. I asked Darrell um, if he spoke to him. And just Darrell just said, yes, he, I, I spoke to him. But I had a sense of relief once I spoke to him myself. And, you know, you talk about my Mr. Business and, you know, I had just gotten off the plane and the coach said, Delon, we need to talk to you. And then he was like, that's why mom, I didn't know what to um, tell you when you said you wanted to see me for my birthday, because I, I heard about the trade rumors. And I was like, I didn't like I would hear about everything. <laughs> so um, I think it's important that they just get the support and that you not just focus when you do speak to them about sports and why you're not playing and you this and that and you this and I know for sure during the season he usually stays off social media so that he's not distracted by all that you know that's going on and that said and then his mom has to learn the same thing stay off and you know not read all that stuff yeah no that's true though I mean 
this morning I was talking to my son about the magic because today they made uh, they made quite a few trades. They did. And, yes, and we weren't sure if he was next, right? So, and I just want to gauge and see, oh my God, is he stressed? Like, what's he going through? And right. you know what I mean? And finally he was just like, it is what it is. If it happens, it happens. What can I do? So there's just no point being miserable about it because you can't Correct. change that situation. That's just like one factor that you really don't have much control over. Correct. But in the end, he um, they didn't trade him. So I guess he's uh, not as stressed as he probably <laughs> was. He can probably breathe and excel now because I told the line, I was thinking it was last week. So I said, I thought the trade deadline had passed. And he was like, no, ma, it was today. Yeah, yeah. But it, there's a lot of movement. Oh, that's it. There's been a lot of movement. Yeah, well, all we can see is do is wait and see what happens, right? Correct. Yeah. That's it. So 17 years and counting in the NBA between your two boys. You have a championship in the family yes. with Darrell's time in Miami. Right. Delon was a trade away from bringing another championship home. Was oh that hard God. for him to deal with this or was he happy for Toronto? He was happy for Toronto because he had a, a strong brotherhood with the players there. But, oh, my God, it was so close. Yeah. <laughs> it, was so close. it was close. So I didn't talk to him about it too much or dwell on it, especially when I thought that they were still going to get the rings, the three players that had left. And then someone told me, oh, it looks like the line won't get a ring. And I'm like, oh. So, of course, I didn't want to bring that up to him. I just, no, he was happy for his teammates. Yeah, yeah. How sweet was the championship in Miami? Oh my goodness. Another stressful time. <laughs> I was there the game before. So that happened to be Father's Day weekend. And my father-in-law and I went to Miami and we got a chance to be there for two games. And I remember him saying, because the games were so close, he said, I'm too old for this. And so <laughs> most of the parents and the um the wives were like, are you going to get on the plane and fly with us to Dallas? And I was like, no, I got to get back to California because Delaney and my daughter were, you know, pretty young still. Yeah. And um, for them to win that, it was just priceless. Oh. I think it was game six or game seven. I forgot, but I just know I couldn't hardly sleep. Yeah. <laughs> doing that next game. <laughs> and it was so early in his career, too. Correct. It was, I think it was the second year. Second year. Yeah. Second or third year. Yeah, yes. well, yeah, because he, he got drafted 2004, mm -hmm. and yeah, they won to 2006. Oh, six, yes. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was a, a good year. Right, of course. Good year. So what was experience like for Darrell in his second year playing with so much talent and experience with the likes of D-Wade and Shaq, amongst others? Oh, wow. That, that's another team that really created a strong bond and a strong um, brotherhood. And I know sometimes I would call them because of the time difference. I would wait until I got to my car after working call. And I never forget um, one evening I called and he was like, hey mom, I'm out eating with Shaq. And Shaq took the phone and said, hello mom. I just want you to know he's in good hands. We're taking care of him. And I, I felt pretty comfortable then. That's awesome. Yes. That is, did you get a chance to meet Shaq? Yes. And his mom. Awesome and so, his mom, Ms. Yeah. Lucille, yeah. <laughs> yes. So it was a, a lot of good friendships that came out of um, that organization. Well, I can only imagine a lot of the friendships that you've made over the 17 years and what you have to come with all the moms and the families and the clubs. 
Right. I mean, you, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Of course. Of course. So Delon and Dorel shared the floor for a short period of time. Were you able to attend that game in Toronto? No, I had just left. So I was at a Toronto game. Then I was at a Miami game. I was flying back and forth doing those playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only reason that I wasn't at that game because it was my um, grandson Dash, Darrell's second son. It was his first birthday party. So as soon as I parked the car, my phone started going crazy. I said they must be on the floor together, yeah. and that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I had to miss it. Oh, that's okay. Priorities, right? Once we have grandkids, oh, sure. our kids are history. So. Oh my goodness. I was like, well, I got to go back home for the, uh, for the uh, birthday party. But the <laughs> staff for the Raptors made sure I got a beautiful picture of the two of them on the floor together. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So you've experienced basketball at all levels across the continent, Europe, Asia, and North America with your children. Do you ever reflect on this journey? I do all the time. And just, I'm so grateful that Darrell's journey took him the way that it did and he was able to experience as much as he has have a beautiful family be a great father and still live in his best life so um it's, it's been a beautiful life did you ever get a chance to go overseas oh yes I've been to China I went to I went to China twice went to Germany and I almost made it to Russia but he um got injured but yes I got a chance to experience that Oh my gosh, you have to tell me, what's, what is it like <laughs> at a basketball game in China? When all you hear is them say, Darrell, Darrell, Darrell. But very energetic. They, their games to me were like college games. A lot of noise and a lot of activity and movement. So really good um, fan base when he played overseas. Yeah. I would love to go overseas just to watch a game. And my son played in Turkey and Greece, and I never had the opportunity to go. But Oh, you didn't make it? No, I couldn't. Okay. And looking back at it now, I'm like, I wish. Because he would tell me about the games. And like you're saying, it's so like so much energy. And he too compared oh to God. NCAA. They love basketball yeah. overseas. Yes, yeah. they love. China was, um, that you know, that country really loves basketball. They're huge on basketball. Yeah. When you look back at raising two young boys, did you ever think an orange ball could do so much for your family? Never. I, I, I never looked at it that way. Like I said, we were a baseball family. I yeah. played softball. My husband played baseball. We made sure they were introduced to the game. But um, that orange ball, it really it, it changed our lives for the better. Yeah. What does life look like? now for Darrell post-retirement what do you think life would look like after basketball for Delon would you believe I'm saying would you believe again I had a dream probably about six weeks prior to Darrell telling me he was offered a job with the Warriors he was like no mom I said I really did I saw you in a suit sitting at a desk just with that bright smile talking about a game or whatever so I kind of wanted something like that for Darrell because I know he has a passion for the game and he loves to speak and everything. So that part didn't really um, surprise me for him. For Delon, I could see Delon as being like conditioning or um, still something in the basketball family, whether it's coaching, mentoring, conditioning, doing something, but still with his hands tied to basketball. Oh, okay. 
Well, I saw Darrell was in a music video, so. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think he was going that route? That shocked I, I was shocked. <laughs> That's awesome. I picked, I picked him up from the airport and he stayed with me for a little while before I took him to his hotel. He was like, mom, I'm so nervous. I said, you are? He was like, yeah. I was like, you nervous? But I didn't know nothing about um, the uh, artist or what the video was going to tell anything, but I thought he did a good job. Yeah, I was watching it. And I'm like, he's yeah. the love interest for Seven Streeter. <laughs> Seven Streeter and that song. I love that song. Me too. I was listening to it yesterday. I'm like, all right, Darrell. Like he sang it. <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. But yeah, that, that's what I, I could see Delon doing something like that because he loves, to, um, he's very articulate like when you say who's competitive, who's yeah. the most competitive. And I think it's Delon. I could see his um, days after basketball being involved in something like that. Awesome. So now let's learn some fun facts about your boys. Okay. Okay. I think you answered this before, but I'm going to ask you again. What is that go-to uh, dish that you make that they both absolutely love? Anything breakfast yeah. for Delon, for sure, scrambled eggs. And for Darrell, <laughs> it's the enchilada pie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was one item as a child they could not live without other than a basketball? Well, can I share something with you? When yeah, Delon was a baby, he loved baseball and David Justice. So he had this little plastic bat that he drew, he drug around. One of Darrell's old baseball caps and then this glove. I don't know where he got this glove from. It's like a batting glove or something. Yeah, yeah. Where he drug those things around with him up until he was about three. So I would say he started that when he was walking like two and a half or three. And um Darrell, what did he have to have with him? Can't think of anything right off with Darrell. He got really into the phone. I could tell you that. <laughs> when the phones came out. Of course. What's in the iPad? I mean, an iPod. Because he liked music a lot. So yeah. it could probably be an iPod for Darrell. For Darrell. So you like music. Okay, there you go. Hands oh, he likes, hands yeah, he likes music. Okay. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a childhood nickname for them? And if so, what, what were they? D for Darrell and Lime for Delon. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> now we want to ask some tips and advice for our listeners, okay? Okay. So what tip would you give a mom on how to deal with a coaching decision that they do not agree with? Um, just let her know that the coach is in control and her son is going to be just fine. What advice would you give to a player about how to deal with a tough teammate? I would just encourage them to just talk it out, not being too aggressive or anything, but just talk it out. Yeah. If you could give one piece of advice to another courtside mom, what would it be? Support your son or daughter to the max and listen to them. Mm. I would say listening is the, is the biggest thing. Talk to them and, and listen, because some of them, like um, I have different parents say, do you talk to your um, son or daughter every day? And I said, not every day, but at least I do 
try to talk to them. I don't like just text all the time or whatever. I just, um, you know, call, I want to hear their voice because, you know, moms, our intuition, we could tell if something is bothering them, something is wrong. And even for sure with my kids, once texting really became popular, when my kids called me, that's when I knew that they really wanted to talk or even yeah. like hear my voice if they picked up the phone and they called. So I think that's super important. And I'm a card person, so I send cards all the time, like encouraging cards, coping cards, just fun cards, whatever. I'm a card person. So I was sending cards a lot. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, and you know what? And that's great advice coming from veteran mom. You know. Oh, thank you. You've been in this game for a long time, so you understand a lot about what it is to be a basketball family and a basketball parent with kids who, you know what I mean, who've gone through the gamut and there's so much that our boys go through. Yeah. Yeah. So I can only imagine you've seen it all. So. Yeah. And then, you know, as moms, we carry a little bit of that stress or whatever on our shoulders as well. And we could tell when you see them and they're not having a good game or they're on the bench or it could be anything we, we could tell. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I talked to my son after every game, and, and we just chit-chat about, you know, how he thought he played or what was mm-hmm. going on in the game, what was going through his mind. And, you know, for him, it just, it, it ends when the game ends. Like, he'll talk Correct. about it, and then it's like, hmm, anyway. It's over. I do um, send a text after every game. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, yeah Good job, or yeah. I saw you, or, you know, something like that. Or if they don't hear from me, like, Right after the game, I send them a text that I'm going to watch the game later, like I recorded or something, so that they'll know I will be tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. them saying, why she didn't call me or I haven't heard from her. So yeah, I kind of yeah, yeah, like, give know. them a heads up. <laughs> I have that text ready by the time he gets to the locker room. So, you know what I mean? Me too. Thank you. So, <laughs> five minutes later, he's like, really? <laughs> That's me. I'm on it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? As moms, that's something that we're always going to do. Of course. Absolutely. Stacy, you are fantastic. I thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much. This is a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on Courtside Moms. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. You won't done, baby. I do it naturally. Oh, oh.